is the JFJ Conspiracy, where the shop talk is rough. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Great. Excellent. Uh, we got a special show tonight. Um, yes. Going to talk a little bit. Um, really big show. Really big show. We have... hey, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first of all, I want to say, I wasn't planning on going to the KISS concert. We talked about this at length, um, but my son Dominic got tickets and took me on Tuesday to Anaheim, and um, we had a good time. Had a good time. Um, All that matters. Kiss puts on a solid show, and uh, we've got a very special guest a little bit later who's going to talk a little bit about it, and uh, he'll give us his take on it. And um, I, I'm looking back, I'm glad I went. I'm just going to leave that there. So, yeah, good. Yeah. You had a good time anyway, right? No Absolutely. matter what. You had a good time. Yeah. Hanging out with your kid, seeing Kiss. Oh, that's it. You know, we uh went seeing to a... Kiss with your kid. Listen to ourselves, guys. Wow. It's yeah, funny. I, I love it. Yeah. I love thought, it, right? And you know what's funny? He'll kill me for saying this, but uh I took him to the Psycho Circus show at Dodger Stadium in uh ninety eight. And that was his first live experience of KISS. And oh, after that I remember I would come home from work and he would be outside on the patio with the boom box and a plastic guitar doing his own kiss concert out there. Heck Not a yeah. care in the world. Yeah. And he's That's what it's all about. He's been a fan ever since. I mean, just wonderful. Yeah. But and, who and, didn't, I mean, who didn't, if you're a music lover, who didn't do that when they were a kid? Well, you know? oh, man. If oh. anyone's been looking at our Facebook page, they've seen our picture and the one I posted of my wall of air guitars. Most of those were used in Kiss concerts. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> I think you took one of mine, Frank. I recognize that one on the lower right. Uh, I go, that's my air guitar. I'll get it back to you. That for sure. guy. Yeah. <laughs> so we got three new bands to look at, and then uh, we're going to revisit Boston, the debut album. Oh, uh, yeah. Iconic. iconic. It is an iconic album. It debut really is. Album. Um, we're talking 17 million copies sold of a debut album, second highest only to uh, Guns N' Roses. Guns N' Roses, yeah. So, uh, But not to get into it too much, the list of uh, high sellers, that's about it for hard rock, guys. The rest of it is pop. Oh, yeah. Thriller, Thriller's probably up there. Uh, I know Fleetwood Mac well, rumors is way up there. Debut. ACDC back in black. Debut, oh, debut albums, Thank yeah. That Pearl back. Jam's Thank debut you. was 13 million. And then uh, Lincoln Park was ten million, and then hmm. we get into people like uh, Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys and Hootie and the Blowfish and yeah, but you now, can't, Hootie, can't compete against that. No, you no, know? no, no, that's no. But we're talking sales. That's just mm-hmm. debut album. So I know, but when you when you say Pearl Jam, yeah, o- only sold thirteen million. Right. You know, at, at that time, and yeah, at that time, that's heavy duty. Yeah, well, that's that's mm. heavy duty for anybody. Well, they mm-hmm. sold 13 million and then probably 25 to 45 million were downloaded for free, you know, because um, that was probably. the age. That's, that's when right. it started. So you got into it, right? Yeah. So anyways, we have uh, three bands tonight. We're looking at um, see if I can pull my band up and um, 
What I've got tonight is a band called The Mighty Weed and Cobras. And uh, they're from up in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, what a name, huh? What a name. I love it. <laughs> um, this EP is a three-song EP. It's available on Bandcamp. Band uh, it's really cool. The singer and guitarist name is Young Ray Kang. Um, drummer is Brandon Monroe. Keyboard is Nick Proshin, and I just butchered that. But get yeah, you this, and your guys. name is Frank. I know it. Get this: the bass player is Germ Sperman. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and the guitar player is Briar Gray. Uh, this came out January of this year. It's available on Bandcamp. You can download it. Um, I suggest uh, you check it out. The song is called "Try." The Mighty Weeding Cobras. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I like it. That's got to be a tele- that's got to be a Telecaster. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not uh, what you would expect from me. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, different. I was uh, listening to it again today, and I thought this is kind of out of character for Frank. But yeah. um, I I love that kind of '60s garage rock mm-hmm. vibe. You know, I love that. And uh, I these guys, I don't think take themselves too seriously no wonder with a bass you know? player named germ sperman what do you expect i know what do you expect i'm but, not uh, touching that one i got I, uh, stuff floating around my head i'm not touching that one <laughs> what uh what frank didn't mention is is the album's available for free yeah it's it's a name your price there's there's no price on it you can you can just download it and uh i i it Something about them being from Toronto. I was like, just kind of looking at that and thinking, like, it's crazy Canadians up there just making, <laughs> <laughs> making crazy music. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked the whole EP. Thought yeah. it was great. 
Yeah, I downloaded it. Uh, I bought it, and um, I uh, listened to it today, and all three songs on the EP are good. Real good, catchy stuff. Yeah, it is. So very, very well done. That's yeah, I like it. The mighty weed uh, and cobras. Take, uh, huh? are, so they're the mighty weed. The and mighty cobra? weed. Okay, and cobras. and cobras. And cobras. I love the mighty. Yeah. I love the mighty in a band name. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, they um, say up in Toronto. It was recorded up that way, and uh, just good sound. It's it's yeah. you know, uh, refreshing to hear younger players still have a you know an ability to play something without a lot of distortion and screaming and yelling and everything yeah. else so and they have to have a respect for it because it comes through in the sound it's like they're yeah. they're respecting the sound of those days it's i like it yeah good job guys mm. all right well uh let's move on uh, what you got for us jerry i have a transfusion of rock and roll into the veins they're called american <laughs> bombshell and uh, they're from Indianapolis, Indiana. They're formed in 2014, and they have an album out uh, called No Regrets right now. They had a couple of singles out, um, uh, My Drug and Saving Me. These cats won an award called the Grammy Amplifier in 2014, and up against 4,000 participants, and they won. They also won the Hard Rock Rising Award of 2017, and uh when I listen to this band, guys, and folks out in conspiracy land, <laughs> I get a heavy dose of Rob Halford vocals from Judas Priest, Stephen Piercy vocals from Rat. I hear some Kiss chord progressions, some of the solos, and they're five-piece. And uh, we've got uh, JC on vocals, Steve Boyle's guitar, Andrew Nix Nixon on guitar, Dustin Green on bass, Jason Carr on drums, and Cowbell, it specifically says. But guys... When they won that contest, they won a chance to uh, record with a well-known producer, and they won, and so they got to produce a song with Michael Klink, who produced oh, nice. like the first five Guns N' Roses albums. He, he did uh, uh, Rust in Peace by Megadeth. Wow. These guys are just metalheads, and it's, it's wonderful to hear. It's wonderful to hear a rhythm guitar, and then a lead come in and out, and then they switch. Vocals, the guy is is wonderful and, and this to me this is just like if you ever say well, what happened to rock and roll listen to american bomb show bombshell people it, it it's 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 heavy duty and i love it i love it well american the, bombshell and the mm. song we're going to listen to is called tattoos mm. and booze mm. let's give it a listen
All right. That's Tattoos and Booze from mm. American Bombshell. Oh, Lord. Thank I you, I like Lord. that. Oh, man, is that good. And Frank, <laughs> Frank and Jim, if I might add, they have a new album dropping uh, in March 23rd uh, called Tattooed and Bruised. All right. So they do have tats. The guys in the band have tats. But to me, that's just Shocking. metal metal extraordinaire, guys. Good oh. stuff. Woo. Yeah, that's a good, well-produced and uh, nice and gritty. Mm. I like it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Brittle take, uh, takes you back to a time, you know. It does. Uh, it does. Kind of, kind of a sleaze rock vibe. Yep. Um, great lead guitar in there, and uh, well produced. Obviously, very clean, oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. yeah, rocks hard. I, I like that. Mm. Oh, that gives me my dose. Yeah. Oh, to, oh, I love it. Can't wait to hear the rest <laughs> of the album. Mm. You know, check it's it out. Good. I bought it. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. American bombshell, <laughs> folks. <laughs> iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp. Yeah, it's out there. All right. No regrets. Yep. Good deal. Mm. Well, moving on, Jim, what do you have for us this week? Okay, so the band I have is called Cassettes. Not The Cassettes. Uh-huh. If you search The Cassettes, you won't find them. Simply Cassettes. Found these guys on Bandcamp. Mm. Um, not a lot of info on them. Uh, it's Matt DiStefano on vocals and guitar, Jim Fox on guitar, Chris Hill on keyboards and vocals, Joe Robinson on bass, and Sean Ward on drums. Uh, yeah, I feel lucky because I, the bands I get always have really easy names to pronounce. Yeah, you're lucky. I don't know. <laughs> Same <laughs> here, Jim. Poor, Frank's the one that has problems. Poor, poor Frank. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... The album that these guys just put out, um, so good. So good. It's called uh, Wild Heart, available as a download, also available in limited edition colored vinyl. Beautiful. Three different. They've they've got a clear with like a blue splatter. They've got a... They've got a sort of half blue, half white, and then then like a baby blue color that all look amazing. Someone in the band's got a trust fund. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the songs are just great. Um, I've listened to the whole album. Uh, the song craft is just phenomenal. Everything on it is good. It's extremely well produced. Uh, very slick production. Uh, so a little different than some of the bands that we've had. I mean, this is uh, very, very well produced, I would say. And... Um, the song that we are going to listen to, oh, where is it? I just lost it. Born in the 90s. Born in the 90s. That's yeah. what it was. I wanted to say 90s girl. It's not 90s nah, girl. No. Born in the 90s. Well, so let's take a listen. I'm sure glad you said that because that's what I've got queued up. Born in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Blonde hair, cherry lips. You move like I did back when I was young.
with music there. <laughs> yes, sir. I like that. Like I said, the, the, oh, the song craft on every single song wow. is just that good. It's just that good. good. Um, th- these guys should be ruling the world. They should be mm-hmm. playing arenas mm-hmm. in 12 months' time or less. If, if they're not, then um, there's no justice in the world. Well, if they, if they, <laughs> that whole album that they come out with has that kind of energy. That's good stuff. In that Jim. production. I word. They they should be going somewhere. Mm, yeah. yeah, I sent the I sent the uh, band an email. Like as soon as I heard, it, I listened to a few songs and I I sent off an email. I said, "Look, your album is ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. I want to feature you guys on the podcast." They got back to me like kind of almost right away and just cool. said, "Yeah, we're we're down. Absolutely, All good right. stuff." So, uh, anyway, great band. I'm I'm in love with them. Cassettes, cassettes, cassettes. out of uh, Philadelphia. All right. I we'll have it. to check them out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, guys, uh, like I was saying before, um, we've got a very special guest for tonight's show. And uh, let's jump right into that, shall we? And now, from the set of the Entertainment Beach podcast, is our good friend Leo Canones, also known as the Film Freak. How you doing, Leo? I have never been better, Frank. I am loving you guys, Jerry, Jim. Uh, I am a big fan of the podcast, so way to go. Hey, we appreciate Thank you that. very much. I yeah. praise indeed. And, and the reason we reached out to you is because we know you are not just a film freak. You're uh-huh. a kiss freak. You are. I am. Certifiable. Yeah. You know, it's against better judgment. You know, people tell you <laughs> what to like and what not to like, but you got to be true to you. And to me, being a KISS fan is just loving what you do, loving what they do, and just go ahead and doing it. It's the best. I love it. Right. Mm. And I know with the uh, End of the Road Tour in full swing here in North America, you've been to a couple of the shows. Yeah, I kind of I like laid out the battle plan. Let's see, I started in San Diego, and we got great front row seats. We just kind of yeah. snuck down there, and no one came. <laughs> wow <Yeah. laughs> uh, and it was on uh paul's side of the stage and that was fantastic well of course yes and then um i flew with holly my wife to sacramento bless her and heart we saw him up there and they killed there uh i could tell you what gene said he broke character he mm-hmm. broke character he's spitting blood mm-hmm. and he's looking at the crowd for approval and he's like you know, he's waiting for the crowd to go crazy. And then he says, by the way, he goes, can I get an effing spotlight? <laughs> you know, 20 years, 20 years <laughs> on tour with this guy. Hey, dude, I know where you live. And by the way, <laughs> F you. Like, wow. I looked at Holly. Holly looked at me. He just kind of came out of character, which is so rare. Yeah. I really have never seen it. And... um Let's just say Gene wants it his way. Oh, yeah. So, you know. And then, uh, okay, I saw him at uh, the Honda Center, of Mm -hmm. course, uh, with you, Frank. Yep. And then uh, the Forum last Saturday. Uh, This weekend, I'm heading to Memphis uh, to catch him at the FedEx Forum. And And by the way, you know, in September, uh, we got to get Jerry in there. We got to get him in the (laughs) arena somewhere. They're coming they're coming to Oakland. If you guys, all three of you guys, if you guys want to road trip up there together to Oakland to see Kiss, 
why not? We got plenty of time to plan it. Let's just do a, a JFJ <laughs> podcast road trip. Let's do it. Some, someone's throw down like the that. gauntlet. Yeah. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> He's throwing down the kiss gauntlet. I accept. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I'm in. Here Good. In. Our, yeah. That's two. That's two. Come on, Jim. Oh, man. I got to check with the boss. <laughs> For September? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You don't know Jim. Leo. Oh, boy. That, that's a, that's a little too early. If you would have said September 2022, we might have been okay. Yeah. I would admit, and then have to change plans. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, we got two on a three, and we're working oh, yeah. on the third. Okay. September's good. that's plenty of time. Yes, sir. All right. Yep. Definitely keep mm-hmm. you posted on that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, I wanted to know um, through the years because I know you've seen them uh, mm-hmm. off and on almost every tour. Uh, you and right. I have talked. Alive Two was my first show. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, my, mine was a twenty sixth. Uh, there was three shows. Mine was a middle show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. I was up there. And by the way, at that show, I didn't know what an encore was. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. So I decided, oh. hey, I'm I'm quick. Let me just scurry out of here. And I ran out of the place before they sang Kiss, before they sang Black Diamond. Yeah. And all oh. of a sudden, the door shut. And those forum doors are heavy. Boom. And I'm like, wow, let me in. Let me in. Yeah. And I heard the bombs going off. And holy oh, no. crap. I went to, when I interviewed Peter Chris, mm-hmm. I, I told him that story. And he wrote on the Kiss Alive album, my Kiss Alive album, he wrote, Leo, I'm sorry you missed Beth. Um, God is going to hate me for saying this, but he you spelled, can say it, Leo. No, he spelled he spelled missed M I S T. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's uh-huh. what that's what perfect. was going on. At, yeah, that's what was going yeah, on in your perfect. eyes at the time. Yeah, that's great. There you go. Oh there my God. Thing. Yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Hey, you know, he if he can drum, uh, spelling's not a re- you know requirement. No, you know, right? Uh, you four. Exactly. Yes. You got to do. Okay. <laughs> what was the question again? Seventy-seven. My question to you is: yeah. of all that the years funny. and all the tours, what's been your favorite? Oh gosh, of all the years and all the tours, you know, I gotta say, you know, some people don't believe that Kiss is a band now that Ace and Peter are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand where their frustration is, but they go, no, I'll never see them. They're a cover band, whatever. Um, I think that Kiss kind of is more of a, a feeling. You do a shot of tequila. Look, it's Peter Chris. Look, it tastes really. <laughs> and you get the experience. So, um, yeah. Um, Hi, Holly. Ma- uh, hey, hey, is oh. she back there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all right, honey. Yep. <laughs> you look good. Uh, so what was <laughs> what, what was my favorite Kiss concert? You know, I I would probably say um, the farewell tour. Uh, Kiss was mm-hmm. having they weren't having a good time with the tour, right. but you know Peter Paul, Gene and Ace uh, playing all the classic Kiss songs. I mean, like Let Me Go, Rock and Roll, Firehouse. Um, that was a really great tour for me, mm-hmm. uh, even though Paul hated it. Uh, the farewell tour. I saw a lot of those shows. Right. So there you go. Very um, good. 
Yeah. I, I enjoyed that as well. Um, I, I remember because they, they pretty much recreated Kiss Alive oh, on yeah. that tour. And mm-hmm. it was just like going back to 1975. Yeah, That's and awesome. that makeup that makeup helps them go back to 1975. Uh, they, they, Paul keeps in great shape. Gene's costumes just get bigger and yeah. bigger. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, whoa, <laughs> well, what's, what's going on there? But uh, <laughs> Well, that was my joke. I was wondering how he was going to get down the steps at the whiskey. Because, uh, I guess. How's he going to oh, make yeah. it? Yeah, down the steps. They took <laughs> out every other step so he can make it, probably. <laughs> Jim, do you he have a question? It. I have a question. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there's been a lot of talk, obviously, about, you know, are they using backing tracks? Are they lip syncing? Um, mm-hmm. Now you've yeah. seen them. You've already seen four shows, right? Yeah. What, what is your take? You think they are? You think they aren't? And if they are, do you care? Um, well, first of all, they're doing like four shows a week on this end of the road tour. I mean, they did like, uh, Honda center, then Fresno, then Vegas, uh, then the forum back to back to back to back. Hmm. I don't see how anyone can do that. I mean, you know, the, the Bee Gees more or less kiss. I mean, that is just a hard strain on the voice. Um, I believe that there are some backing tracks and you know gene always says there's no tapes on this tour you won't hear any tapes on this tour tapes i i yeah (laughs) i I believe there are some uh something to help them and you know you know god of thunder i noticed that did you notice that one frank and god god of thunder they have they have video screens of gene singing a version of the song and he's kind of like you know, I, I do, he's doing it all. I gather doctors to please me. And you know what? At Saturday night's forum show, it was not in sync with Gene's voice mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. And they killed it. They just they just cut it off completely. So um, I believe that they have the backing track uh, when it's for better a better reason uh, for for better or worse. It's like. They have the backing track when they've got it down, but when they're on their own, they're on their own. So, you know what? Do do I care that they have a backing track? Of course, I care if they have a backing track. Um, but I'm I'm not going to let it get in the way of me having a great time at the show. Good point. So, yeah, you know, that's 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 fair. a good point. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, you know, God, I mean, you know. This is the only thing in my life right now that makes me feel 15 years old. Right. And I swear, I long to feel that way when I see them and when I'm in the middle of it, I'm watching, I'm like, oh, this is great. Uh, you know, me, I, I've never taken any heroin or cocaine or drugs or anything like that. So, you know, I just go see Kiss. Kiss right. is your high. <laughs> there yeah, it is. It, and you that's know, good. That's a good it, thing. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a good thing. So, yeah. um, you know what? Just go ahead and lip sync. You know, it's the end of the road tour. And this is the first year. Now, this is scheduled for a three-year tour. So mm. that's what, they're coming yeah. back around to Oakland, and they'll be back around again. So they have about at least another two years. How they're going to do it, I don't know. Uh, but they're going to get some help. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and by the way, when Eric Singer sings Beth, uh, with the grand piano, um, I saw I'm, hearing, that. I'm hearing some strings in the background. I'm like, right. Yeah. 
okay yeah i don't know so well, they, uh, i think they've always done that with the they did that on live too so. also leo yeah you could hear the strings in the background there was there was no violin players there yeah we we have no right. tapes we yeah. have no tapes. Oh, it's the digital <laughs> except for that one <laughs> yeah. it's digital it's not tape but you know it's it's all a play on words but i'll that's tell you what eric, analog eric yeah. killed that song man he nailed it right beautiful yeah. And, uh, he's yeah. a great singer. He is. He's been, he really he's been, is a good singer. He's been begging them for years, let yeah. me sing this, and they've been putting it off. But you know what? Because it's the last tour. End of the road. By the way, Do FYI, it. FYI, Beth is their biggest hit ever. Yeah. Of course they have to do it. Right. So that's that. Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, do you have a question? Yes, I did, Leo. Uh, All right. What, what is your take hey, on the – Hey, hey, yeah. hey, Jerry. That's a hell of a nice love gun shirt there. <laughs> I was wondering when you get to it, brother. <laughs> you know, April uh, of 2017 in Laughlin, baby. Leo and I. <laughs> watch you kiss, baby. A meet and greet? Uh, yeah. Oh, and a meet and greet. Just if I can do a side thing, guys. Uh, Paul is Leo's guy. And, and and so we're deciding, you know, well, you want Gene or Paul? I was like, Gene! <laughs> and guys, and guys, I walk up. I don't know what to do. And Gene goes like this. He gives me a pound. Hey, what's up? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> all I kept thinking was while I'm posing for the picture, Gene just pounded oh, me. Man. Gene just gave me a pound. Yeah. Gene just, oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah. That was phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal oh, it, time. It was, it was heavy duty. But, yeah, my question, Leo, is um, you got people on both sides of the track here about the addition of Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on that as far as, because I own Sonic Boom and Monster, and to me, those are Kiss albums. So what do you say to the people that say, well, that's yeah, not... Yeah, uh, I believe they're Kiss albums, too. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think about Tommy Thayer and uh, Eric Singer? Okay. You know what? <clears throat> I, I'd like to thank Tommy Thayer. I think he saved Kiss uh, with the band. He was their tour manager for a while. He did all their video projects for a while. He is just um, the glue uh, to the band. Uh, he was... Even in Ace Freely makeup off to the side, just in case Ace didn't show up. Right. You know, hey, oh. Ace, you're lucky you showed up because this was waiting and he was going to take the stage for you. So Tommy Thayer, very instrumental uh, in Kiss. And Eric Singer, um, much respect, man respect. This 60-year-old drummer, he's killing it out there. He is. Uh, yeah. he, I mean, the drum solos brought him back. I love him. Yeah. Um, He's also, uh, a little side note, he's playing drums in Paul Stanley's side group, Soul Station. Soul Station. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I've seen that. I've seen them about six or seven times, and they play that uh, old Motown stuff. Fantastic. That's another podcast. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think it's fine, both of those two guys. Whatever makes Kiss work today, because, um, you know, Gene will always do it. But Paul, he kind of says, the band's never been better. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's true with those guys. So oh, I, I like I like Eric and and I like Tommy. But would I rather have Peter, Chris, Nace Freely? Of course, a hundred times yes. But you know what? Um, Paul and Gene are the workaholics, and Ace and Peter are the partyaholics, yeah, and uh -huh. they just they just couldn't last. I mean, I've seen Ace Freely, and he's doing good with his um, his solo gigs, but his new album. It's it's terrible. It's Same here. Terrible. I, I was like, ah, yeah, it was a letdown. I like yeah, I like it, Origins Volume One, but this stuff. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. That's real. I mean, mm. the Eddie Murphy one, you know, or not Eddie Murphy. I'm sorry. Eddie Money one? <laughs> yeah. Eddie Murphy? Oh, Eddie that's Money? terrible. So, yeah, it's it's terrible. But, yeah, uh, yeah so that's <laughs> what I think. I, I really think uh, the band is, they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, they have a little help with the lip syncing. But if you want the show, um, from 8.45 till 11 p.m., uh, they're going to rock out. They're going to rock out. And, yeah, thank you guys. Thank uh, you so like much that. for yeah, I like that. All right, Leo. You know what? Um, believe it or not, we have a whole other podcast to do. Yeah. So let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do it. Yeah, we'll do, do it. No, I'll we're going to do ours from Oakland in September, Leo. Hey. All right. <laughs> let's do a live podcast from Oakland. No, How about that? Yeah. That would be cool. All right. Okay, all I'm looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, All right, Leo. Leo. We appreciate it. Talk Thanks to a you lot, soon. Leo. Awesome. Have a good By evening. Awesome. Way, here we go. My that. little Gene, Gene Simmons right over there. Oh, great shot. End of the road. End of the road. Oh, real quickly, did you, Leo, I love it. Real quickly, did it. you buy a $95 tour shirt? <laughs> oh, no. I would never do any of their packaged <laughs> VIPs. No, I, I can't afford that stuff. I hear but, you. <laughs> All right. All right, I'll Leo. see you guys Thank again, you. okay? All right. Take Thanks, care. Leo. All right. That was Thanks, guys. Wow. What an interview. What a guy. You yeah, get, absolutely. Love it. Love, it. love yep. the enthusiasm. Yeah. Uh, this guy's a kiss freak from day one. Yeah. Yes. Love it. Guy, yeah. A guy we've known since high school. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to tell the story because I forgot while he was talking. Um, I have like five binders of magazine cutouts and clippings from the 70s when I was a kiss fan, uh -huh. young lad. And I thought I had the stuff you know and here comes leo with the same kind of binder it was a photo album he whips his open and he's got confetti and hair that he picked up off the floor from being on the you know close to the stage and he swears it's paul and gene's hair and i was like well that just blows my Newspaper clippings out of the water. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> hey, Frank, put your binder away. All yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. You're not impressing anybody with that, yeah. Mister. Yeah, yeah, go back to scrapbooking. So. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Leo, thank homage. you so much for coming out. Thank you, Leo. Thank yeah. you very much, Leo. Yeah. Thank you All so right. much, Leo. Solid. Anyway, let's move forward. And uh, Jerry picked Boston's debut album for us to revisit. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a little discussion yesterday prior to the podcast about this. And um, go ahead and say it, Frank. No, no, no. I, I, I have nothing but love for the album. I really do. I listened to that album when it first. Matter of fact, I, I sent you a picture of the second album that I have of theirs from 1978. I wore out the first album. OK. And had to dump it. It was gone. Mm. But. My take on that album, and I love every song on Boston's debut album. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Every song is a Beautiful. good Good song. stuff. Yep. Yep. But as I look back, they could have taken Party and Don't Look Back, put it on that first album, made it a 40-minute album, and called it a career. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get into them at any of their... Amanda, come on. All their albums You don't like stuff. Amanda? No, no. But he, no. But anyways... The first album, excellent. And we can get into the production and the Tom Schultz stuff and all that because um, it was different. It was bright and tinny sounding, and, and mm. there was a method to the madness of how it was re recorded. Oh, and, I loved it. But that was one of those. Still do. Yeah. They were one of the only bands 
that put an album out in 1976, sold 17 million copies, and took two years to put another album out. Everybody else was putting it. Two, two albums out every a year. six months yeah. yeah kiss was putting them out every six months for a little bit there and for me but I, I lost to be fair hello go ahead be yeah, fair go, Jim. we're fair know, to okay it. to be fair <laughs> tell them uh, they didn't sell tell 17 million albums right off the bat they did like seven million albums right. in the first x amount of money i mean over time it sold 17 million mm. albums. well let me put something uh, in perspective real quick though jim but they they went on a 10-month tour though frank so Playing live, they, Jim? Yeah, they went out and did like a six-week tour, and then they were supposed to come back and record, but the album took off. So they were out on the road 10 months, almost 12 months. Kiss so, put out two albums in 76. Uh, Queen put albums out. Um, they, there we go. All the other bands were putting albums out and and selling. They, they didn't sell that number, but that was well, just the times. But, but they, also, they also had a plan. Like, they knew we were going to tour, we are going to stop, we are going to record. I don't think Boston had a plan. No. No. <laughs> no. They, I bet they were surprised. As they were, they were surprised by the yeah. tour because yeah. all of a sudden it was like, hey, you guys are going to go. And they, they just kept booking shows, booking shows. Yeah. So they, they ended up getting tied up. So in their defense. But now we also talked about their original contract. Right. Um, was, ten, that was 10, issue, ten, right? al- ten albums issue. over six years. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it took them, what was it, three oh years, God. whatever, to put out the first years for two. Three, it was two <laughs> years for the first two, and then it was eight years for, for yeah. the yeah. third three one, right? So, yep. But yeah, so matter of fact, album, he, was, he was sued by CBS as yeah. a result. Well, they wanted, they wanted him, Tom, to go to the studio to record. And he didn't want to do that because he wanted to record in his basement because of all the shenanigans of how he was recording. Right. Because he was using technology he didn't want to share at that time and that's all that was that sound he had created that through different uh electronic stuff they ended up selling the rock man if you remember that they had a little box which was a Walkman, but it made the boston sound and all it was was a split signal you had pan hard right pan hard left you had heavy chorus on both sides and voila you're boston all in one and he made a mint off of that as well. But I guess it music wise, every song is solid. But after that, come on, guys. Well, uh, wait, wait, what do you mean by after ba- that? As, so you're talking a rookie, second album on or yeah, what? Yeah. As a rookie band, let me just throw this in there. As a rookie debut band, they debuted at Madison Square Garden. Not not CBGB's. In 1976 MSG. or whatever, right? Yeah, you think well, they, they could debuted do that today? at Madison Square Garden. I think, think they could have could have done it in 1980. No, it was the music mattered then. Live music mattered then. People were were starving for live acts. And again, who pushed them? What what do I talk about before? Every time, every band that's big and popular, the record company gets behind them and they push them on the radio. How do you have? You can't I hear tell Boston me all over the radio. That's all but I you know. Could, you could also go see a show for under twenty bucks. True, eight dollars a ticket. You could get back then. Six dollars well, for a short sleeve T-shirt, ten for a long sleeve. Yeah. <laughs> I think we. I, I don't remember what we paid to go see Jesus Priest. It was maybe twelve bucks yeah. plus a service charge of maybe a buck. Yeah, mm-hmm. if that. And mm-hmm. uh, and we were sitting on the floor or on the floor risers. So. Well, let, let me just run some bands you by you. You can't do that now. <laughs> Let me run some bands by you that put out albums in 1976, and you tell me out of those who's still playing, 
who still matters and who's still relevant because it ain't Boston. Okay. They 19, were then. 1976. <laughs> what year is this? I don't okay. even care. I like the Boston debut. That's all that's going on, folks. Kiss, Queen, <laughs> Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Scorpions, Rush, Blue Oyster Cult, Runaways, Rainbow, Saxon, Accept, Diamond Head, Aerosmith, UFO, Alice Cooper, Ted Nugent. All big names, all big acts. Put And none of them albums. touring except Alice Cooper and freaking Aerosmith. Oh, apparently you don't have the internet. But anyways... <laughs> so Queen Queen is still I like touring. All those bands. I know Queen's still touring, but that, that that's not Queen. What they're what they're touring I'm with. Just but saying. they'll sell out the forum. I bet. I know they will. Yeah. But that you know, a lot of those bands are still st- still relevant. Maybe they might be playing today, but you'll still go back and listen to some of their their records. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I did. I I went back and listened to Boston's first album, and I'm like, <laughs> you know, you don't just, like the lead in, in Hitch a Ride. Where it fades out and fades back and oh, with it's just this ripping, shredding nice. Oh, I love it. It's nice, but if you had you'd taken that and just plugged into a Marshall and done it, every other band in 1976 that I just mentioned did, did the exact same thing. Frank, they were nothing I don't special. Have a Marshall amp at my house, Frank. I don't have a Marshall amp. <laughs> <laughs> I go so, with my ear. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So as a sidebar, we were you were saying like right, Jim, the we, music music left you a little limp. You yep, were yep. kind of. Uh, because it had a certain sameness to it. Yeah, every song, yeah. That's and, what yeah, I Yeah, and I, I went back and listened to it again today, and I uh, and, and I have to agree with you. Mm. It's good, and it was for the time. And I think, so let me just run this by you guys, mm-hmm. okay? What you said was, every song on there is good. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as a, if you had to just listen to songs, it would be great. But when you throw them all together... It becomes a little tedious, yeah. I think, because yeah. it's just uh, a lot of the same por- chord progressions mm-hmm. over and over again. So they yeah, weren't great musicians. Just, they were not. Yeah, there used to guys, be. A, you guys are the musicians, and that's why you hear. Ah. I, I just like what I hear. I oh. like what I hear. I don't think to myself, "Man, is he playing a G chord again?" <laughs> oh, that that tramp. <laughs> no, it's like, no, no. It's not even that. But it, a lot it, of bands do that, a, though. Certain, in fairness oh, to, sure, to Boston, yeah, they just make fun of ACDC. Also, yeah, you know? a lot of bands have the same the same thing over and over and over. Don't get me wrong, but that one album was enough for me. I say the second album. I know you like "Don't Look Back," Jim. I didn't care for that, and. and I don't it, think I said I like Don't Look Back. You did yesterday, oh. but that's okay. Did I? Oh. Yeah. But let me say this. Let me say this. That was yesterday. It, <laughs> it sold 7 million copies. 7 million. Right. Right? And that was a failure for them because they sold yeah, 17 million on the first one. You know? But Anybody else would be dying to sell 7 million me oh, you kidding copies, me? Yeah. right? No kidding. Yeah. Never saw them live. I, I've never I've never even looked at them up on uh, YouTube to see them live. Uh, uh, that might be something to do just to see uh, how it sounds, yeah. honestly. Yeah. I was never a huge Boston so, fan. Mm-mm. No. Um, they weren't, uh, I don't know, crunchy enough for me, I yeah. guess. I, I don't know. Well, like, like Jerry said earlier, they were very, uh, they had a high-pitched, uh, trebly sound. That, I love it. I love likes. treble. Yeah, uh, it changed yeah. the way albums were produced, though, because yeah. it it kind of became the gold standard for how a record should sound. Mm-hmm. And but a I lot always... of people, a lot of people, kind of chased that that sound. And and you know, you, we talked about Mutt Lang, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think he kind of, I think a lot of people looked at that and said, 
practice. We can spend it. more time producing a record, you know. Right. Mm. Mm. Well, I always put Boston, and I know you guys will disagree, and so will everyone that's listening, but I put them in this little estrogen group that swam around with REO Speedwagon and Journey and Sticks and those types of bands that, you know, their music just had a certain something to it that wasn't hard and heavy enough for me. You know, it was a, a you know, radio friendly type of sound. Yeah. I didn't See, I would, I would put them, I wouldn't throw them in that pool. Um, I'd, Put them maybe just a cut above those bands. You think? To me, they're to me yeah, they, were heavy, but, they were heavier than the ones you mentioned. Yeah, but, but to not, me, not as heavy as Star Wars. But not oh. as heavy as a lot of the bands that Frank and I were listening to. Mm-hmm. See, I had already moved on to Iron Maiden. Yeah, and, you guys were already. Yeah, oh exactly. yeah, you guys, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some different things, but the lyric lyrical content of Boston was about the same stuff as Journey and stuff like. They're love songs, you know, just wimpy. Yeah. You know, didn't care for it, but that's okay, Jerry. Yeah, no, that's why we do this podcast, folks. Conspiracy <laughs> land. That's why we do this. And, and so, get what favorite song? Favorite mm, song on the album? Um, it's a ride for me every time. No, no, for me. And oh, I, that solo. Oh. Not mm. not party because that's on the other. Uh, smoking, smoking, smoking. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And that's just a Chuck Berry riff type song. There's nothing special to that whatsoever, but it kicks. Yeah, but it, it kicks. Yeah. And that keyboard it comes in. It's long at a, yeah. at a good pace. Yeah. yeah. So I, I say, eh. And there, Ben, <laughs> other until you brought them up a couple of weeks ago, I hadn't thought about Boston, you know? And, and you know, uh, we, we've talked, you know, Rest his soul, uh, Brad Delp and his issues. Yeah, sad story. Such sad. a such a great talent and voice great of an voice, angel. man. Yeah, voice of an voice. angel. Yeah. Mm. So sad. I think they had a woman singing for him for a little while too, didn't they? Yes, they did. Uh, Cosmo. Uh, I had it for a while. I have all their stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, they delved into different uh, vocalists, and then Brad Delp came back on corporate. I don't know where's corporate America or Walk yeah. On, but did a song or two. But yeah, they, they well. delved into. You know, I I talk smack about not liking it, but if I were to sell 17 million albums, you could say whatever you want. (laughs) Good point. Good point. Yeah, it's uh, we always say, does it stand the test of time or whatever? I, I, for me, it doesn't because I don't give it much thought like I used to. Does to to me? Yeah, Yeah, I put it. I put it on today. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't really give it a lot of thought back in the day. Oh, I, I remember. I, I remember hearing it and hearing that guitar tone mm-hmm. and just being kind of blown away. And um, when you listen to some of the sustain on that, now I'm sure it, I mean, it's not. It, it's all studio, studio generated, yeah. but it's. Um, mm-hmm. And, and reading, it, it sounded. It just sounded so amazing. Yeah, the songs really sounded great. But I it didn't sound like anything else. Reading how many layers upon layers upon layers of guitars he used to get all that. And that's why he didn't want to go in the studio. He didn't want anybody seeing what he was doing. You know, and I used to I used to think, oh, that makes too many guitars and it just sounds muddy or whatever, but the way he had it working, uh, it made for a fat sound. It, Very fat. Yeah. Heavy chord. Nicely trebly. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a certain uh, 
I think there's a certain beauty to bands when they have their own studio. Mm-hmm. You oh know, yeah, because there's there's no pressure to to get to be speedy about anything. And mm-hmm. I remember uh, when Van Halen finally moved into Eddie Van Halen's studio. But um, their sound all of changed. Sudden, all of a sudden, they were in. I, but yeah, but they were in no hurry to put out a record. No. You know, the record company's like, well, when are we at the record? Well, you'll get it when we when we're done. Yeah. When we're done yeah. with it, yeah. But they didn't have to worry about you know budgets or anything else. They could stay in the studio as long as they wanted. Yeah. Well, I, I know you know not to talk too much on this, but when Sammy joined, I couldn't. I didn't like their sound anymore, and it wasn't because of him. It was the guitar tone. It got, as Eddie calls it, brown. And that keyboard, yeah, and that keyboard yeah, got fat. A lot of keyboards, fat. yeah, yeah. So, oh, for me, it was because of him, but. Yeah, well, no, I, he changed the whole dynamic of the, the song. He changed the dynamic of the band. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, but, but we're talking about Boston. What Boston? Exactly. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to shortchange Jerry in Boston. So, no, no, no. I got. I got my Jones. So no, we're good. What's your we're favorite good. song on that one, Jerry? What'd you say? It's your ride. Hit your ride. It's your ride, and just wait for the solo, folks, out in Conspiracy <laughs> Land. Just play Hit your ride. Good just deal. get your headphones on, AirPods, Bluetooth, whatever. <laughs> And wait till the solo kicks in and email us, JFJ Show, Gmail. I'm surprised you didn't have a rock trunk. Is there a least favorite song? Not really. Not on that album. Uh, Not? um, No, I'm looking at the songs. No. I don't like that. Not really. Not really. I I don't think there's anything on that. It's that second album that just had a bunch of duds on it for me. Yeah, but it it had that that initial cut, the radio-friendly cut, Don't Look Back. And that's what just, oh, yeah, Boston, they're great. Yeah, came right back into vogue. You know, I think if I were producing this record, and I'm not, and nobody asked me, but uh, I think I would have put foreplay and long time at the very beginning. I would have opened. I would have opened the record with that. Now, I asked you guys before. Did that not remind you of Frankenstein at all, Johnny? Uh, Not me. To me, it's a different. It's a different vibe. Wow. But I, I had told Frank, Jim. I said. If you're thinking about Frankenstein, Frankenstein and, and you listen to foreplay, it does. It does kind of sound like it. But it, it just right I tried to listen for it, and I didn't. I didn't oh, yeah. I, yeah, if, yeah if, I, if I'm thinking and I played it, I go, oh, now I can see that. The keyboard. Yeah, little Frankenstein. I didn't, uh, I didn't go back oh. and listen to Frankenstein to make a comparison either. That's an awful so, lot I, I, to yeah. listen to. Yeah, yeah but I know that riff. <laughs> Oh, I can't. Uh, I don't think I can tell you the last time I heard Frankenstein. <laughs> it's been we a don't while. Listen to radio anymore, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still on the radio? Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. So, Every blue moon. Well, I want to hear a sad note about the Kiss concert. You know who uh, was out there giving out stuff? K Earth One Hundred and One. Now, what does that say? Oldies. Oldies. <sighs> yeah. Well, that's what we are, guys. <laughs> Was, was KLOS there at least? Yeah, they had a small little booth uh, with nothing to give away. And they, they actually had one of the DJs came out, and uh, um, I think she came out after the artist painted and then said, let's have a good time tonight or something. I don't know who it was. They didn't and, give away uh, rainbow stickers? I no stickers? No. Ah. If they did, they were gone by the time I got over there. There was nobody ah. standing over there then. So, mm. yeah. Um, What's the other Jack FM was there also? That's about it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. well, Boston. Yeah, it's about the uh, test of no, time, no, folks. Uh, no, KNAC.com. Who's that? 
You know, no, they went out there. <laughs> yeah, K-Nac. They, they don't oh have my a gosh. budget for that. Pirate radio, Kanak. <laughs> my gosh, fellas. Well, real quickly, does to Jim did Boston's album debut only stand the test of time? Is it is it something you'll listen to today? No, I don't. I don't listen to it. I mean, if the if the song comes on the radio, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I won't change it, but not not in my regular rotation. Yeah, Same here. Not but has never case. been has never really been in my regular rotation. Yeah. So, well, it's yeah, it's, it's I'm kind of weird like that. Yeah. It was revisiting me. takes me to a place in time. What were yeah. we? What were we? Thirteen guys. I was that listening yeah. to or it, sixth though. grade. Oh, yeah, wow. mm. good stuff. Well, next uh, episode, guys, let's check out um, Rush's Permanent Waves. What yes. do you say about that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. As yes. a matter of fact, you know, not to, you know, bash on Boston, but after you after can't I was... help it, Frank, just get it out. Get it out. <laughs> after after my listen of Boston, I said, you, you know, know what? I, I don't mean to bash him again, but <laughs> however, you know what? I think I saw the horse twitch. So <laughs> hit it, hit it one more time, Frank. Hit it again. <laughs> so uh, I was listening oh. to Permanent Waves a lot more than uh, Boston. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And, uh, looking forward to what your guys take on that. Oh, I was no, never a huge a Rush pick, fan. Frank. Not, that's a good pick. Yeah. I wish I wish I saw them live. Now they're not mm. together, yeah. touring. But um, was my uh, that was my introduction to Rush? Was that Permanent Waves? Permanent Waves. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Same here. Yeah, I was on. I heard it on a jukebox, a working man, and um, I heard that song, and mm. I thought, "Holy cow, these guys are something else!" And then somebody played Twenty One Twelve for me, and I didn't like them. Because that long interlude at the beginning of that album just too much. You know, I didn't want to think that much. <laughs> Lost yeah. patience. Yeah. yeah, I want to listen to some music. I don't want to ponder the significance of human behavior yes. and kings and queens and dragons. Oh, yeah. Play some rock and roll. Yeah, no, they yeah. they have a different lyrical content. That's for sure. But permanent waves yeah. is a is a good one to look back at, and we'll see how that good one plays call, out. Frank. Good call. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to that one. Yeah. Good deal. You have um. Anything you'd like to uh, top us off with, Jerry? Uh, yeah, just thank you again to Leo Quinones for the Film Freak and the Kiss Freak, and he's been on Kiss Cruises. He loves his Kiss. It's good to get insight from somebody like like that. Uh, him and I saw him together in 2017. I saw the reunion show in March of 2000, and uh, it's just good to get a pumped-up fan of Kiss on the show, and thank you again, Leo. Appreciate it very much. Thank you. All right. And I, I want to give yeah. a special shout out to my friend Frank Casada because uh, he can't stand Kiss. And I'm I'm pretty much guaranteeing <laughs> he's not even watching at this point. So if you're out there, <laughs> give us a like hey, and a send, share. Send him the Leo interview personally. <laughs> Just send it to him. <laughs> and I, I got my backdrop. Beautiful. This yeah. is for you, Frank. I love it. <laughs> well, what you got for us, Jim? Anything to say goodbye? Uh, just remember, uh, Subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up on uh, on YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. Leave Smash. comments, please. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, come find us. And we're out and there. Leave, yeah, and leave us comments about how you feel about Boston's debut, people yeah, out there in conspiracy land. Absolutely. Well, I, I'm sure it's overwhelmingly positive. That's I don't have a problem with that at all. 
Okay. No, they're all wrong, but that's okay. I was gonna say. I was gonna say, Jim. Here it comes. Here, yep, it, comes. here it comes. Boom. <laughs> no, not a, a great album, guys. It's just. That's why we love our Frank folks. That's why we love them. Same as in high school. <laughs> what? Everybody likes them? I hate them. That's right. <laughs> you say black, and I will say white. That's, That's it. I'll say white. There it is. <laughs> I say John. So we're in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, then, with that, um, like Jim said, smash that like button. Uh, I think that might be our new logo on a, a new bumper sticker or something. Yeah. And uh, we got a. I, I want to take a quick poll here for everyone who's still watching. I want you to leave us a comment. Uh, Jerry, show your uh, coffee mug, would you? Is, is that something you'd be interested in? Look at that. Nice porcelain. Oh, it's great. Ceramic. Great. JFJ Conspiracy Coffee Cup. Would you be interested three- in something like that? Leave us a comment, and uh, we'll see where it we're going to go. Back. We need to find some of the merchandise, but we want to get something that's popular that uh, everybody would like to sport. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, if there's nothing else, guess what, guys? Say it. Say it. Yeah, the shop is closed. Shop is closed. Keep rocking.